Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ings. Well, this interview is a long time in coming. It's a great friend and a great supporter of the fixed operations community. Uh, you will all recognize Mike Weldon, who is the fixed operations director at the Hansel Automotive Group uh, out in uh, Santa Rosa, California. Mike, welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thank you for having me here this morning. Oh. Michael, thank, thank you for all that you do. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't seen you in a while. I was I I, I remember you know just before the world you know changed. Uh, I was out to see you and your team, and uh, you know you've got an amazing amazing group of dealerships uh, there and uh, the franchises and uh, a really a really great team. We work really hard to get us in the position that we're in today, and we've got a lot of great people, and I think that's what makes up our team. And you've put that together, Mike. Uh, so if you would, if you don't mind, uh, in case our audience doesn't know, kind of give us the lay of the land. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, stores, uh, franchises, number of technicians, and so on. Sure. Uh, we've got uh, nine fr- uh, brands. Uh, we've got eight rooftops and a collision center. Uh, the brands that we represent are BMW. I'll start in the north. BMW, Volkswagen. Acura and Subaru, which was one of our smallest brands and has become one of our largest brands. It's just really grown. We've got two Ford agencies and we've got a Toyota agency and we've got a Honda agency along with Lincoln. Oh, in fact, I, I, now that you mention it, I remember uh, Henry Hansel and Justin, I met, I met them originally. I met you folks um, probably about 11, 12 years ago, you know, through the Ford franchise and with some work uh, with Ford up in the, uh, in, I guess, out of the San Francisco region. That's correct. I remember when we, Ford does reach out and they, they bring in some uh, solid uh, uh, performance uh, people and you're one of them naturally. And oh. we appreciate your contributions to our industry. Mike, how many technicians uh, do you oversee? 146. 140. 146. Wow. That's a massive number, big, huge payroll. Um, how many service advisors at your, uh, your store? 45 service advisors. And then uh, in, in the fixed side of the business, it's over 300 employees. Wow. Wow. And I know that's a huge part of your business as well. I never asked you. I never had the chance. Hey, Mike, how'd you, get into the, how'd you get into the car business? How'd that all happen? Well, I was a wee lad. My dad was in the automotive business. Uh, he owned a specialty shop, and uh, we we worked with dealerships. Back in the 60s, uh, the dealers didn't install air conditioning. They didn't install radios. They didn't repair radios. We were a warranty radios um, repair station for Delco, and they would sublet all their work to us, and we would handle that end of the business. And my dad started that business in 1961. It actually started in a um, Texaco gas station. Oh. And, and based on the prices today, I'll shock everybody. It was 26 cents a gallon. 
He made six cents a gallon profit, vacuumed the customer's car, he washed her windshield, he cleaned underneath the hood, and he wore a bow tie. Uh, the business, however, was the back side of the business or in the garage. That's how you sustain yourself. We did that until 1967. And then he opened up a uh, shop uh, in our hometown, which was Pleasant Hill, California. And uh, helped put me through college. I worked with him the entire time. He wasn't an easy uh, boss, I'll tell you. <laughs> what did you study in college? I went to school to become a forestry forestry major. Uh, I, I liked the outdoors. Probably would have married my wife had I stayed in it. But uh, during that period of time, the only jobs that were available out there were fire jumpers. And I'm not jumping out of a perfectly good airplane into the middle of a forest that's on fire. So I changed it back to business. Then I went back to uh, what I knew best, and I got back in the automotive business. Wow. And um, you know, uh, when, you were in the, when you first started out in, in, in automotive, um, you know, were you a technician? Or you know, what, was, uh, what was your background there? I did everything. Um, you know, I started at the, the toughest part of the business, and that's cleaning things up. And then my dad put me in the shop. And uh, I became working. I began to work on cars, and then I also was his floor salesperson. So when customers came out on the showroom floor, I would stop what what I'm doing, and I go out and help the customers and provide them the uh, products and services that they needed to have. Wow! And how, how did you uh, how did you come about to get involved with the with the Hansel organization, Mike? I've known Henry Hansel for a number of years. Uh, I sat uh, primarily most of my career in the automotive industry and dealerships has been with Ford Motor Company. I started back in 1983 in a dealership in Walnut Creek. And I earned some uh, benefits and went to some uh, award uh, ceremonies. And I met, I started meeting people naturally that attended those. and. Uh, I got on several committees. I was the national chairman for Ford Motor Company and the uh, service uh, manager's advisory board. Uh, and then I met the Hansels. And even though our paths didn't cross until a lot later on, uh, I just felt that they were a very well-run organization and they were a family-concentric uh, business. And I like those. And you know what? Uh the impression I've gotten from the time I've spent with you and with uh, with the organizations is that they really care. They care about their their customers, their guests, they, and they care about the employees a whole lot. They do. And the, you see my backdrop, and it says caring drives us. And that's, that's what we're all about. And by the way, I know you shared with us uh, some time ago on one of the panels uh, uh, what that is. But uh, if our audience hasn't seen it, um, what is that exactly behind you, Mike? And I know it took a while to, for you to put, help put that together. It took us uh, almost two years to really come up with a theme that we felt that we could support. Mm -hmm. uh, it, there was a number of us that sat in uh, session and we just bounced this thing back and forth to what we want to represent. And it's talking about community, talking about customers, and it's talking about our, our employees.
and it and that's what uh, you have to build off of and i think that's how a company is going to grow is by having something that you can rely on to direct and drive you the direction that you need to go and it's always there it's i guess it's your core values and and your mission all into into one it is and is it easy no and do we have to step back and uh, reevaluate every single day? Wow. Wow. You, uh, you mentioned to me, I mean, our business is going through a lot of, a lot of change, Mike, you know, uh, even in the short time that the few years that you and I have known each other. Um, and uh, of course, there's a lot more to come. Uh, and one of the things you and I were talking about uh, just before is uh, all the focus now on reconditioning, you know, with what's happened with the market and uh and used and the shortage on uh, new vehicles. Um, talk to us a little bit about uh, recon and uh, some of the things that you do there at the Hansel Group. Well, since the pandemic, we haven't been able to get together. We've always had meetings that covered weekly reconditioning stats. Uh, since that period of time, we've actually started grouping twice a week, but we do it by Zoom now. And what we've done, it used to be just fixed ops used to be parts and service and the used car manager that would sit in a room and discuss the status of the vehicles that are running through the process. Uh, we're using some a uh, software that uh, uh, we met an individual sometime back that works quite well for our group. Um, and now we've done it Zoom, but we've actually grown and it's, it's kind of a neat thing. David Long and I've been working on bringing this group together and uh, we collectively now do it twice a week. We're going to have another one today. Um, and we talk about the state of the status, where we're at on vehicle sales, what vehicles are selling. Um, so, and, and it's trying to educate our service side and our parts side how important it is to have this unity. Then we talk about the units that are in production. And we talk about the, we're, we're now looking at, okay, this is the estimate for recon. How much did we set in when we traded the vehicle in? Are we set up right? Can we retail out of this unit? Are we going to sit on it more than the 40 days or 50 days? If so, how do we evaluate that and going forward, uh, not get ourselves in that position? So it's really educational. I'm, I'm truly enjoying it. And you do that how often now? Twice a week. And, and David Long is a... David is a great leader, and uh, you know I know he's got his finger on the pulse of that uh, pre-owned, that used vehicle market, and uh, that's a passion of his. So, uh, and uh, and by the way, you can mention uh, uh, you know Dennis McGinn and Rapid Recon because you were one of the very first uh, dealers uh, to start using Rapid Recon. I understand. Yeah, I'm proud to say that uh, we were part of uh, his success, uh, and it's a grand product, uh, and uh, I wouldn't know how to do it without it. It really makes it easy. It's a one-stop shop and allows us to evaluate uh, our production processes. Mike, what would you say, I mean, with all the, you know, the 300 plus employees that report to you, you know, uh, at the multiple dealerships at the Hansel Automotive Group, what would you say is the most challenging um, part of what you do, part, most challenging part of your job? Well, I think you already said it, people. Hmm. It's uh, trying to understand how they think. Uh, we've now introduced into our uh, climate a lot of younger people, different generations, 
that don't always think the same that we did when I started out. And so you have to adjust and pivot and come up with techniques uh, to get them to one, engage, two, to enjoy their job, and two, to get the desired outcome by their performance. We, um, uh, we just had a panel uh, with a number of uh, fixed ops, uh, well, uh, two, two or three fixed ops directors, uh, one of them from the Fed, Fred Beans Automotive Group um, and uh, uh, Tom Restino at the DePola Auto Group. And uh, the comment was made that uh, with the younger employee now, um, more time has to be spent, uh, you know, ex- explaining why, why to do a certain thing rather than just do it. Maybe that's, you know, when we were coming up in the business, when the boss said do it, we just did it. Right now we got to take a little time and step back and explain why and maybe be a little more tolerant. Um, uh, do, you, do you see that as well? Because, again, you've got a lot of younger people there as well. Well, that's a true statement, and I think that that's a lot of coaching that we do, mm-hmm. not only with the staff, but also with our management, because, you know, that I told him once, he should know how to do it. Well, you're going to tell him at least 10 times, and if that doesn't work, you're going to tell him again and again and again until they believe that you're sending them on the right path. And uh, that's a big adjustment. What, what do you think is the ide- uh, ideal uh, environment of uh, today, right now, uh, for employees in fixed operations to, uh, you know, to perform at their best. And I know you do a lot of things. You know, your environment is not uh, the average one by any stretch. You know, you go above and beyond in many ways with a lot of things that you do. Um, what do you think, Mike? Belonging. I think that's what everybody seeks today. They want to belong to something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they also want their personal time, which we're very cognizant of, and we try to make sure that we don't infringe on that. But I think I think the biggest thing is they want to belong to something. They want to be part of something. Uh, they want to be respected, and and that's what we do every every single day. And and the one word I would point to is inspire. I think Mike Walden inspires uh, his employees and inspires his team. Uh, because it is a team effort in what you do uh, there at the Hansel Group. Um, Mike, looking ahead, uh, you know, with all the change happening in our industry, there's all this talk about what's coming, uh, you know, with uh, EVs and, uh, um, you know, naturally you're in California, probably on the forefront of that, right? You probably see some of that before we do the rest of the country. But, uh, you know, what do you, what do you see ahead uh, for the rest of 22 and the next couple of years, what kind of preparations should we be doing? Should we be concerned? Um, what do you think? Well, what I teach too, and what I uh, try to communicate to my staff, because a lot of people just worry about now, not the future. Uh, and when I interview people, I ask them what their one-year plan, their five-year plan, uh, and their 10-year plan is. And it's the same thing that I, I I try to lay out for our management staff. Where are we going to be in five years? Guys, what you see today is not what it's going to look like in five years. It's going to be a lot different. The oil change is going to be a tire rotation or a uh, tire exchange. It's You're not going to be changing oil on cars. You know, how are you going to adjust your market? The t- technician of today is not going to be the technician of tomorrow. Where do we need to go to educate our staff so that they can take in these high-tech vehicles and repair them because consumer uh, 
expectations is going to be just as high, if not higher. These newer cars that are coming out uh, are going to be very expensive, and we've got to uh, meet the customer's needs. So five years, you're going to see a big change. Um, the automotive industry, I think, it has evolved since Henry Ford. Uh, it put it out and put out production vehicles, and I've been glad to be part of it. But this is going to be one of the biggest changes. Last question, Mike. Um, what would you say to our audience? Uh, what advice would you have for the fixed ops directors, service parts managers, service advisors, dealers watching today, people within our industry? Um, what advice would you have, uh, you know, for them if you if you had uh, the opportunity, which you do, to to give your share? Enjoy what you do. Love what you do. Have a passion for what you do. Oh, that's that's going to get you through, because if if you have that vision, you'll get there. Um, and if you treat people right, they'll be there with you. Great words, Mike, and uh, and I know you live that as well because I've I've seen that. Um, thank you for all you do, Mike, for fixed ops for the not just for the Hansel Automotive Group, but what you do for our for the fixed ops community, and you brought a lot of folks together. And uh, when you speak, people listen, Mike. So. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Mike Weldon, the Fixed Ops Director at the Hansel Automotive Group. Uh, Thank you so much here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable.